Let's do this. All right, so we're ready. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Butterfly Effect Podcast. Today, I don't know how I pulled these strings. <laughs> I'm telling you, the Butterfly, Butterfly Effect Podcast is going up because I have a local Minnesota celebrity in the building oh, today. He is the owner of Blase and Friends. DJ J Blase. And you can we might need to that. record that. I was going to say, no, I, I did not rehearse that. I have witnesses. That's mine. You can I cut that, that piece. <laughs> I need that. I just, give me a shout out on the podcast. I got you, 100%. 100%. I would love to do that. Let's in do the, it. In the, okay. Look, we haven't yeah. started recording official. Well, we have, but we're 10 seconds in and we're already working on the I next thing. I can work with the it. accent too. Yeah, let's do it. I'm so, I'm so serious. I need a new drop. So we're in. Oh, you guys! <laughs> you heard it first! Hold me to it. Hold yeah, me you're to free, it. but next, anybody else after this, I'm starting to charge. There you go, you heard it. <laughs> but thank you for being here. Thank you for the invite. I'm of just, course. I kind of invited myself. You did, but I appreciate it. So, I yeah, honored. I was like, I've been watching what you were doing. Super dope. Love that, like, everything you do seems very genuine, which I love, and that's thank you. can be rare to find, unfortunately. Um, so I was like, yeah, can I come on here? So, oh my gosh. No, thank you for saying that because I try really hard to be authentic. It's not easy because there's a lot of different, especially in like the podcasting or social media, you can get famous very quickly by doing inauthentic things. And sure. I feel like I'm looking for longevity and being like at the end of the day, as long as I was staying true to myself and like doing things that made me happy, I will never care where this goes. For sure. So that's, thank you for saying that. Yeah. Um, so we know each other. Through Jawan. Shout out to cousin Jawan. That's my boy. I heard the booing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no shade on Jawan on this out. That's my guy. No, we're not defending him on this episode. I got your back, bro. If no one else defends you, I will. <laughs> no, Jawan knows I love him. He's the best. But I do have to say, your friend is already a better guest than you because he brought me caramel cake, fruit. Notice how he said he brought me and didn't request. Just saying. And vitamin water. Like, the best. The best. So, honestly, anyone who comes after, step it up. Hey, I was raised old school. You never come to someone's house empty-handed. I like it. That's... I like it. I respect those morals. But, okay. You are a DJ. I am. A Minnesota celebrity. I don't know about that one. I would say so. Okay. Okay. You're big time. (laughs) I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be. How did you... You've done a lot of interviews where you've talked about specifically DJ stuff, and we're going to get into some of it, but I really want to hear, like... Give them a background for some of the people who don't know who you are, how you got to where you are. Okay. Um, yeah, give us all the dirty details and what where the passion started and how you got here. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's a long-winded story, so let me see if I can try to break it down and make thing, it as this is exciting. A yeah, make, yeah, make it as exciting as it can be. Um, so I'm raised from a single mother. Every time I was going to school, my mom was always playing music in the car. Mm-hmm. So that's where my love for music came as a young at a young age. Um, but... A skill set like DJ, no one can really teach someone that. It's like a very expensive process in the early ni- uh, late 90s, early 2000s. So I was always interested in music, but never thought about it correlating to DJing. Um, in high school, I worked a lot of different sales jobs. Uh, my mom always made sure I knew how to talk. So I was always talking and doing these sales jobs, but they never really amounted to anything. I sold cars. I worked at Wells Fargo. Did all these things that were corporate-based, which typically meant uh, commission-based, which I hated because I don't think I should have to work for my money in that way. Um, and we can talk about that oh, yeah. whenever, because oh, I mean, you know, we, we, like, most entrepreneurs like we really are entrepreneurs because we're scorned from like nine to five corporations. <laughs> like it's like we're all like never again, like because yeah. 
you're just getting worked, 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 and you're not getting the credibility you deserve, whatever that is, whether some people want the recognition, some people want the pay, it's so much harder to work into that field mm-hmm. um, if you don't have the resources. So I quit that. I worked at Wells Fargo, and this was right around when Wells Fargo was having like a bunch of sales scams. I don't know if you remember that, but it was like I really do, crazy. I do, because I worked at Capital One. Yeah, so I worked at Wells Fargo in Minnetonka, and they were just like constantly trying to like do elderly abuse to like old women who were like, I can't remember my pin to my debit card. They're like, go get her a credit card. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. So I, had, I made a deal with my mom. I said, look, I need to quit this job. It's stressing me out. If you give me 12 months of me not giving me lesser bills, I was still helping around the house, but give me 12 months where I can travel around, figure out what I want to do. I'll go back to Wells Fargo if I have to, but I think I'll find something better. So my mom is my dog. She's, what a blessing. Yeah, she's a real one. So I'm the only child, so our friendship is like best friends. So mm-hmm. she was like, all right, we'll figure it out. So I tried, I went on three trips that year and fast forward, I left Wells Fargo in January. So I said, if I wasn't working by the next January, I'll go back to Wells Fargo. So fast forward to December, I went on one more big trip. I went to Miami. There's an event called Art Basel there. I went there, ended up like 2 a.m. I was drinking, I was with some friends and I was like, I kind of just like, I had this like weird, like come to Jesus moment where I was just like looking around and the crowd is like so diverse. There's people who didn't even speak English. We were just having like a ball. Yeah. And I was like, I looked at my friend. I was like, I think I can do this, bro. Like, I'm pretty sure I can do this. And he was like, yeah, for sure you can. Like, he's drunk, so he doesn't really <laughs> care. So I, like, started looking up DJ equipment. And I ordered one by the time I got back home. So I was there for, like, four or five days. Um, ordered it. Taught myself how to do it on YouTube. And then by January the next day, I had my first show. It was live, but I did it. And then wait, I, wait. Say that timeline again. So from January to January, I was in Miami that December. I was in the, like the second week of my uh, second week of December, and then that January, and then that January, yeah, I did my first, first like, show. Yeah, shout out to Piff. Anybody knows the sneaker store Piff? They had a grand opening of a new location, um, and they were like, "Yeah, you can come DJ." It was free because those are my guys. They were like, figured out, and I was like, "I'm not that good, but like, let's do it." And it was That's like hundreds of people kind of coming and going, but it was it was stressful for sure. So that was like my first official ever live. That's show. huge. Yeah, and it's a full circle thing because now uh, a couple months ago they just had a new grand opening of another store, and no I got to way. DJ again. So no way! Awesome. Yeah, That's awesome. so yeah. cool. So, oh my, what were you feeling in that first set? Like oh, that- most insecure, insecure I've probably ever been because it's like, are people liking this? Yeah. Like a lot of people don't realize like DJing is like all people reading. Like some people are terrible at transitions and like actual the mechanics of DJing, but they're really good at selecting what the crowd wants to listen to. Mm-hmm. So I was really nervous about that. I'm like, okay, I like these songs, but are they gonna like them? And are my friends gonna just say they like it because it's me, or are they actually enjoying it? Oh my god, yeah. So that was like the thing I was like anxious about. So it was like the longest two hours or three hours of like my life at the time. I was like, Sweating. this is taking so long. Like, like, I'm just like looking around and like, is everyone liking it? Or so I'm sure I look, I'm sure I look nuts. I'm sure I'm just like, like making eye contact. Yeah. And she's just like, you having a good time? Like, so it was like super stressful, but it was a good stress to have. And yeah. then that kind of like gave me validation. Like, okay, there's something here. And then I just kept on YouTube, kept learning, kept practicing. And I just monkey barred my way into having shows. And I could do stuff with the twins. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Did you just hear that part? <laughs> he's, he's partnered with the twins, yeah. the Minnesota twins. <laughs> The MLB baseball team, like, that's crazy. How did that happen? So, um, in my various DJing, so I've been DJing for about five years now, and in five years, however many gigs. DJing's my full-time job for since I've started doing it. So I haven't had to work. No way. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. It's a blessing, like, because I've, like, known people my whole life, and I'm, I consider myself pretty nice, like, I'm nice to people, I'm pretty cool. So yeah. when I started DJing people, 
I mean, started when I started DJing, people naturally started reaching out to me of like, hey, there's an opportunity for you over here because people knew me as a genuine person. Exactly. So it's just kind of monkey barred into the situation. And then my buddy Craig, shout out to Craig, um, he invited me to a twins game and one of the Trent twins reps was there and he introduced himself to me and I was like, hey, what's up? I'm Blase. He ended up looking up my social media after. I don't know if it was because Craig tagged me in the story or anything. And he saw what I did with youth. He saw that I worked with high schoolers and my branding was really diverse. And I don't swear on social media. I don't do anything too crazy. And he was like, hey, would you want to have a partnership with the twins? And I was like, uh, to be honest, I'm not the hugest baseball fan. Like, <laughs> I was like, I had to be completely honest because I was like, they're going to like quiz me if I like, go somewhere. So I just had to be genuine. So, I know a home run and that is it. Yeah. So I was like, I know basic. I got no basic rules of baseball, but I'm not like, can't name our whole roster. I can't do anything too crazy. And they're like, actually, we want you to show people who are a casual fan what it's like to be a casual fan so it's pretty awesome so they hired me to be a brand ambassador i pretty much get to go to games and eat mini donuts and tell people to come hang out and they give me a discount code to hook my homies up so are you playing at the games like how does that not every game so i've got to dj like three games um which is pretty random they have a a plethora of djs they use yeah um so i actually worked into me having a dj um partnership with them this year so i dj two games last year and i'll dj a couple this year uh, but they really only wanted me as like a social media influencer, which oh, is so really? funny. Yeah. Wow. So they were like, we really just want you to like make TikToks and like show people. And then as they got to know me, I was like, well, I'm an influencer from DJing. Yeah. So why would you not hire me to DJ? And they were like, I don't know why we didn't think of that. And <laughs> the rest is history. Yeah. So we kind of, I'm the first person to have that like joint venture. So pretty and awesome. you made your own position. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> yeah, That's super awesome. cool. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, I'm super blessed from it. It's crazy. Like I just... When you start, when you've been in entrepreneurship long enough, like, you start thinking, like, what's the worst that could happen? All they're going to do is say no. So you have to take the leap. Because if I would have never asked, it never would have been given to me. I really like that you said that because that's something that I really struggle with. Like, I think it's called imposter syndrome that I really, like, Mm -hmm. I just don't, like, I know I'm talented and I know I'm being, striving to be the best version of myself and that's what everything falls down to. But I don't like asking for things. I don't like putting myself in positions where I could be rejected or said no to because I... There's a part of me who maybe doesn't believe I'm good enough. I mean, I do, but right. like, you know what I mean. I still have insecurities, and so that is something that I want to get better at. Um, it's really scary. Right. So it how is. do you overcome that? Well, my thing is, okay, if they say no, you're in the same position you're in now. I know. So I, what's the worry? I know. That makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. that, that really makes sense to me, but my brain just, like, yeah. freezes up, so... I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that. You can do it. Yeah, when I first started DJing, like I was that same way. I was like, I don't want people to think I'm asking for favors. Right. And, like, especially like in the black community, like that's very hard. Like people are kind of like have this crab in a barrel mentality where they're like, I need to make it before them. And I'm like, I eventually just looked at. It, I'm like, there's enough money for all of us to go around, so I have to at least ask for what I want. Yeah. I can't expect it to come to the front door of like, hey Blaza, you're one of the thousand DJs in Minnesota. We want you to do this thing. So yeah. I just started reaching out to companies like. Especially with this influencer thing, like, I've been just reaching out to companies, like, saying, hey, this is my following, this is what I do, I can increase your engagement on your social media, um, and they, they work with it. So I actually have a partnership with the movie theater coming up pretty soon. I can't say too much about it, oh. depending when this airs, but, uh, yeah, because I'm a, I'm, a I'm a big nerd, like, a lot of people don't know that, um, they think I'm just, like, 
Mr. Too Cool sunglasses oh, on yeah. at night. And I like, was hoping you were going to bring those sunglasses. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, didn't like bring, I, didn't, I didn't bring my visor glasses. Dang it. Next time. Next Thank time. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an introverted person. So now it's like if I can get paid off doing the things I love, why would I not do it? You and Juwan are like cut from the same cloth. For, for sure. Yeah, for That's sure. Crazy. We met Juwan. I met Juwan super random. I met him through yeah. the Ask a Guy podcast. You they, did? Yeah. He wasn't actually the one. I don't think. Don't kill me if I'm wrong, Juwan, but I'm pretty sure Aaliyah asked me to DJ their uh, podcast. Their live one? Their live podcast. I'm so sad I missed that. Yeah, so I DJed cool. that, and then the relationship kind of grew from there. I had seen him a couple times, mm-hmm. and then we realized we were the same person. I uh, would have figured you guys knew each other a lot longer. No, no, yeah, we just locked in. We just wow. get it. Wow, yeah. oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, going back to what you said about the crabs in the bucket thing, I actually had an artist, um, Y. Khalid. Do you mm-hmm. know who that yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, so I had him on. I'm sure, I don't know if you saw that episode. But he asked for the fruit, right? He asked for Yeah, the fruit. he was the one who asked for the fruit. <laughs> I wasn't trying to throw shade, but he called it out. <laughs> hey, fruit's good. <laughs> um, he, we, I asked him if he felt like there was this aspect of crabs in a bucket in Minnesota because mm-hmm. it's already a small, like the Twin Cities is small. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure like the opportunities are even smaller. So have you had, what like kind of experiences have you had with that? Yeah, I mean, it happens constantly. I think like we can, it's kind of a mix of the small city plus the imposter syndrome that you're talking about. Yeah. So a lot of people are always looking at each other's social media. So a lot of people think they know each other off yeah. of the few clips they post. So a lot of people like, for instance, people, I've had friends, like close friends who have like ran into me that I haven't talked to in a while. Like, I guess they're not close friends. They're friends that like, I used to be close with that moment in time. And since I've DJed, we, they haven't hit me up. I haven't hit them up. But when I run into them, they assume like I've gotten too cool for them. But I'm like, you oh. haven't reached out to me even before the DJing. So it's like a weird mentality. And it's like a weird thing that happens in the city where like, they assume something's happening for a certain reason. Or I'm like, I'm just introverted. Like when I'm not DJing, big crowds aren't for me. But people assume it yeah. is for me. They're like, oh, you love like the shots and the women and all that. I'm like, I really just found a cool way to make money. And Ooh, I like it. That's good. I'm excited to get into yeah, that yeah. more. Um, but yeah, I think that's like a big thing in the city. So it's like the crabs in the barrel mentality is real here. But it's also like an illusion that people like think, oh, she's going to treat me that way. So I'm going to treat her that way first. So it's like, if you just treat people genuinely, mm-hmm. then you shouldn't have to worry about anything. Because there's nothing that's anyone so can really take from me. Like, that is so if true. I mess up my twins partnership, that's on me. That's not on anybody else. Like, like, I was doing something that I shouldn't have been doing. So it's like, me being nice to people and genuine can't hurt me. That is so, yeah. And that took kindness me a while is, to realize that. Kindness is free. Yeah. And like, this is small and off a little bit off topic, but I work at a front desk at LA Fitness. Okay. And I just say good morning to everyone. Yeah. Like, and I do... That's my job. Yeah. And people are so shocked by it. Mm-hmm. And like, or if there's some conflict with a member in the gym, I just listen and I'm kind. And people are shocked. Like kindness is like going away. Yeah, I don't it's, know what's it's going crazy. on. Yeah. But it's so easy to be nice to someone. You have no idea the ripple effect that it has on it has on other people. But um, what are you kind of tying into what you're just saying? What would you say the biggest misconception is with you as a DJ? Because you kind of alluded to it already. Yeah, I mean, I think biggest mis- misconception is like I'm a womanizer. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm out all the time. <laughs> I'm always talking to more than one woman. Like that's like a thing that I think is the biggest stigma. Like people write me all the time saying that like, oh, you must be. And I'm like, you've literally never even heard my voice. Like, you have no idea what I'm like. But I get it. Like, you get DMs of girls. Yeah, yeah. Like, like DMs. Women will DM me like thinking they have a personality. And that's the hard thing about like, we kind of had like alluded to this a little bit. But like, the hardest thing for me is like dating as a DJ. Because people just assume I'm dating multiple women. And then the women that are 
attracted to me or that I attract at my shows are typically people who are out often. Like, they're kind of, like, in the circuit of going out. Yes. They're in this, like, hookup phase, which is totally fine. Yeah. Um, but I'm not that way. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are always shocked. Like, a lot of women think if I, like, turn them down, that it's because I'm talking to other women. Or, like, oh, you secretly have a girlfriend and you're not telling me. Or, like, whatever. That happens a lot. So, and like, I, while you're at a gig, a lot of girls will come up to you? Oh, yeah. What is, like, their go-to move? Well, typically they'll just say, can I come on the stage? Because they're, <laughs> they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty intoxicated by that hey! point. So they're just like, hey, I want to come on the stage. Like, and I'm like, oh, no thanks. Like, no, I'm me, okay. Because yeah, like, people, when they're like, drunk and they see this like cool DJ board with a bunch of lights, they want to like, touch it and they have oh, drinks yeah. and stuff. So I'm always like trying to be really nice. Because if I'm disrespectful, they're like, oh, Blase is a dick. Like, he mm-hmm. wouldn't let me on the stage. So it's like a weird balance of like, hey, like, I appreciate you supporting me, but like, I need you to go down. And it's, like, hard because there's, like, loud music. And they're like, what? What did you say? I'm like, go, please. Go like, I'm like, go anywhere but here. But thank you for being here. <laughs> Have you ever picked up somebody from... Never. Never. I swear. On my mom's Not life. even a phone number? Not even a phone number. Instagram. What? Instagram. I always give out my Instagram. I won't give out my phone number. Okay, then from the Instagram, are you picking them up? I've never... Um, let me think. Cause I don't yeah. Wanna... If he's wrong, let you guys think. better come out of the way. Yeah, I'll say, if anybody <laughs> knows, let me know. Have I ever got someone's Instagram and took them on a date? Is that what you're asking me? Yeah. Never. Wow. Never. So you're just not trying to pull from that pool? Yeah, it's like you can't like mix work, business with pleasure. Like I try to keep them separate, but my job is like such like a fluid thing as far yeah. as it kind of goes into personal and yeah. like business. So it's really hard, but I try not to, I try to meet people who don't know I'm a DJ. Typically. Really? Yeah. I'm typically. sure that's hard in a digital age when it's all over. It's really hard. It's really <laughs> hard. Especially when people like Juwan and you guys ate me up saying, Oh, he's famous. So like, no, I'm not. I'm <laughs> really regular. I'm You're so... the most famous person that's sat on this couch. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true. I'll take credit for it. So I appreciate it. But I don't know if that's completely true. Um, that's, so that's the hard part. That's hard. So where ideally would you find a girl then? I don't know. That's the library. I'm single. I, people are telling me the library. Well, that's what everyone says, the library, but I'm like, too quiet. I'm just going to walk up to you and be like, hey, <laughs> you just are reading that book so nicely. What are you reading? Let me, let's me. let go out. It sounds good. Someone said that to you. I'd be like, why are you talking to me? I'm in like an introverted <laughs> I'm place. I'm in a library. Like, I'm here so no one will talk to me. That's, <laughs> that's how I exactly. feel. But that's, that's just my mentality, I guess. But That, no. I... I don't know. I've been also... One, the gym is a nice place. I've been the, the, See, the gym is a nice place, too, but it's also one thing. It's like, one, I'm focused on working out. Two, it's like, like women Women don't really want to be approached that way. Like, no. they're in a vulnerable place. They're, you know, they're wearing their skin-tight clothing mm-hmm. or whatever they want to wear. They're athleisure, whatever it is. <laughs> or, you know, have makeup on, whatever it may be. So, it's like, I typically, like, let people have that space. Yeah. I try to, like... I try to, I see, like, the memes that women post and, like, the things they're frustrated about. I try to do the opposite. I'm just like, I'm going to stay out your way. Like, so I don't, I don't DM post, women. I try not to DM like, women. don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Anything <laughs> women post, like, because it's like you guys are constantly being, like, pestered by men. It's like. It's true. I'm just going to stay out the way. So you're one of the good, okay, but say you see a girl, you're out in the wilds, not at a DJ event. Okay. How would you shoot your shot then? Probably wouldn't. I probably okay, wouldn't. Okay, Juwan Jr. <laughs> I probably wouldn't. If it wasn't happen, it'll happen. How is it gonna happen if you don't, I don't shoot know. your shot? I don't. I don't know. You just part. wake up. I found like I've never like I've never DM'd a woman first and it ended well. Like I've never like I've gone on dates, but like typically when I shoot my shot, I feel like it causes problems. 
So it's like really? I let them find me. Yeah. Like, what's an? Do you have an example? Um. Well, I mean, I've had some crazy exes in my life. I think we've all had crazy exes. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I don't have like a specific story, but it's like every woman that I think that I've been like, oh, like I put her on some pedestal, like, oh, I'm gonna do the right stuff. I'm a DM or I would do all these things. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just. It doesn't work out. When's your birthday, by the way? Guess. Guess you're into signs. Yeah. Guess. Are I, you a Leo as well? I'm not. Hmm. I love this game. Because every time someone thinks they know my sign, I never know it. I just guessed Leo because of Juwan. Oh, okay. Nope. Hmm. Gemini? Mm-mm. I'll give you one more guess. Okay. Uh, Cancer? Nope. Libra. What are... Libra. You're a Libra too? I'm a Libra! I'm a Libra. Yeah. Look at us go. Wow, I didn't even sniff my own kind. Yeah, That's October crazy. 4th. October 4th. October 10th, 1010, okay, the best us. the best date. That's a good one, 1010. That's Easy nice. to remember. Yeah, my whole family's Libras. My mom, my grandpa. Wow. Um, my aunt on my dad's side. I have like 10 Libras in my family. Wow, a blessing because it's the best sign. So like, yeah. that's great. <laughs> wow, I'm a yeah. Libra. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what any of this means. I'm not big You're on You're the best. Okay. This is what it means. <laughs> I, I've heard some, I've gotten some Libra slander before. Well, Libra men, well, Libra's in, that's, I was going to say that when I was saying I'm indecisive. Yeah. That's because I'm a Libra, but okay. I was like, I don't say that to everybody. Okay, but, okay. Um, but yeah, I'm very indecisive and I think it's because I'm a Libra, but er, whatever. I don't know if I'm indecisive. I don't think I'm indecisive. Maybe you're better, a uh, more evolved Libra. Okay, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. Um, but yeah, I've heard Libra men are players. See, that's the thing. Like, I think men, a lot of men in general. Wow. See, look, this is how it starts. Whew. Yeah, if you didn't, I think it's the mom. Your mom saved you. Yeah, that's the thing. My mom, she was a young parent. She had me when she was 18. So any game that I learned is from my mom. She like mm-hmm. put me on. How to treat women, but she also told me what to watch out from women. She Ooh, taught me what? like, I mean, she just taught me how to read when women are being genuine and whatnot. Like it's one of those things that she's just like, don't do this. Like mm-hmm. she just kind of make sure I didn't fall in like a stigma don't or get something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like when I was a high schooler, I was such like a lover boy. I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, like I'm just gonna buy, bring a girl a teddy bear on the first date and do all that stuff. Oh. And my mom was like, relax, like boy, you no, need to figure that. Nah, no. not, not everyone's deserving of that right that, away. No, I can understand You gotta that. be able to read it out, especially in high school. It's like, most people don't even know what their personality is yet. Like, they're figuring it out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, for me to be like, oh, this person could be my everything. That's crazy. That's crazy. In high school. In high school. But you wouldn't, do, you wouldn't bring a girl, a teddy bear? On the first now? date? Okay, second date. It, it went really well. By date five. Five? By She's date gotta five. do five dates for me to teddy yeah. bear? <laughs> my thing is, I'm big on consistency. Me too. Because yeah. everyone could be good on a first date. Well, That's not true. everybody, but the people who can't be good on a first date, especially a man, all you have to do is listen. <laughs> like, all you have to do is listen and oh, ask intentional questions. Like, yeah. if you can do that, you're good. So it's like first date is easy. It's really easy to like make us both look perfect. We could both look like politicians on the first date. I do kill a first. But date. yeah, but then once you get comfortable and you've been texting consistently, it's like them slip ups start happening. Do you like texting every day? Every day. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I should pull up my phone right now to see how many unread texts I have. I'm terrible. Oh my god! It's like four or something right now. It's, it's like four, it's bad. Cause like I need to have a work phone. I don't, but I have one phone, so it's like I'm constantly getting asked questions yeah. and these things. So it's like sometimes I just would like when we see each other, that's good. But if I like texting is fine. Like I have another question for you after I answer this. But like texting is fine, but like don't expect consistent texting. Okay. 
I've been shifting my brain with that a little bit since my episode with Juwan because I was literally appalled. (laughs) Really? I was appalled that he didn't think that he should say... Okay, what's your opinion on good morning text? I like a good morning text. And hear me out. It doesn't... I like it, and it doesn't have to be, like, as soon as after the first date. Like, I get that. Okay. But, like, if you're dating someone for real, for real, say good morning, just check in at the very least. And we don't have to text all day, but as long as you, like, let me know you're thinking about me, that, for me, it goes a long way, and it just makes me feel special. And then say some things throughout the day. It doesn't have to be, like, if the conversation's dry, we don't have to force it. Right. But, like, I just think you should want to talk to your person. And, again, it doesn't have to be all day. But you should check in. Okay, and this is boyfriend, mind. or yeah, this boyfriend. is just dating, like oh, getting serious into boyfriend. Okay, but the thing is, if he sends you a good morning text Monday through Thursday, right? He sends mm-hmm. you good morning every day. Yeah. Then Friday he forgets. Doesn't your mind automatically oh, yeah. know something's wrong? My or like drops. he's I'm cheating, or like <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing. That's, that's expects a lot. No. You don't know what he's carrying on that day. You don't know. If I he's know. Like, I have I such know. a stressful day. Like I get situational. Like if you have like a big meeting or like you get to. Interview Beyonce on your podcast. We'll speak into existence. Please. You interview Beyonce. Day of? Yeah. Your man should be like, hey, I know this is a big day for you. Yes. I hope you're good. That's different. But if I'm just texting you good morning with a heart every day, that's just me doing something to check a box, which isn't as important. That's I hear I you. I do. Okay, so if you don't say the good morning, which I can understand. I hear your point. Yeah. Are you checking in on her at some point throughout the For day? For sure. Okay, that is... Sure. Jawan made it sound like he won't even talk to her all Jawan day. Jawan is an extremist. <laughs> He's like either extreme yes or extreme no. He doesn't really have like a middle. So you kind of got to read through the lines with Jawan. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm the same way as him though. Like, I just deliver differently. But like, I agree. Like, I don't think... I think that's a high expectation. Like, women have this like laundry list for men. But it's like, the energy's not always matched. Speak more on it, cause I've I've been hearing that a lot. Like in the dating process, like what's really expected from a woman? What would you expect? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I I don't have an expectation. I go into it open minded. But women, before you even like before the guy even gets to the date, you're like, he's got to pay the bill. He's got to send good morning texts. He's got to be intentional. He's got to do this. Women really all the, the goal is like I'm gonna be pretty and be there. And have good chat. <laughs> but that's like standard. That's regular. Yeah. Like I no, was just talking to a woman about that. I was just talking about I'm like, because she has a boyfriend and he does everything for her mm-hmm. as far as like financially, all this stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what do you bring to the table? Like, no shade. What do you bring to the table? She's like, I'm fun. I'm like, <laughs> and she said, I'm nice. And I'm like, nice is, that's expected. That's I, standard. I think women are, we are like safety. Okay. Like, we're consistent, we're there, we help amplify okay. whatever you're doing and, like, be your support system. That's what I feel like, I, at least I bring. Okay. And I'm fun. I'm always down to go and have fun. I can make you laugh. I'll try my best. <laughs> um, like, I, I feel like I'm good at reading the situation and, like, di- like doing what I need to do in the moment. Like, I, I'm good. I don't know how you would categorize that, but that's how I said what I bring. You're like a chameleon in the relationship. I'm a chameleon. I really okay. am. Um, and I think that's what I bring to the table. That's why, I, like, I do have a laundry list. Okay. I'm, I don't expect that. Can we hear this list? Yeah. Well, like, some of the things you said already. First of all, you have to be funny. If I'm not laughing with okay. you, I'm just so bored. Humor is important. It's everything. Because at the end of the day, like, I want to be able to laugh at you when there's, like, bad shit going on. Right, right, right. You know, like, that. I'm huge with comedic relief. Okay. I don't know if it's a trauma response, but that's what it is. Okay. I, that means you're talking about that, because yeah. I might agree, because I'm the same I'm way. pretty sure it is. I, I laugh through every moment. Yeah, like, I laugh more than I should. 
You have to. Yeah. Um, so that funny, uh, have a passion, like be, if it's your job, if it's your side gig, if it's painting, if it's writing, journaling, reading books, don't care. Have something that you're passionate about okay. that is like outside of video games, social media, that type of thing. What if they were passionate about being a streamer? What if they wanted to go viral for That's video cool games? too, but like, okay. yeah, I guess that's, that's fine. And I, I have no problem with guys playing video games. Like, go do that. Like, okay. please. <laughs> Um, but like communication, being able to like have emotional intelligence, you don't have to cry to me, but like be able to express how you feel okay. about situations and not have it just be anger and aggression. Cause I understand, like we've talked about this on previous episodes, we haven't always allowed the space for men to be able to express all of those things. Right. And I expect my person coming in to have done some of that work okay. already. Cause I have. Okay. That's fair. Um, I don't expect them to pay for everything, but I think the first couple things, like, I expect to be courted. Okay. I respect that. Yeah. <laughs> I love how you said it with, like, a big gulp. You're like, is, that, a, is that allowed? Is that, <laughs> like, is courting allowed? No, I respect it. I think, I, I'm old school in that way, but, yeah. like, a lot of times with, like, this old school mentality where, where women are like, man, should be the provider. I'm like, in those times, women, like, only were in the quit- kitchen. True. And it's like, that's not really a thing anymore. Like, now women are girl bosses and, like, doing all these great things, which love that. But the standards have changed. That's true. And I I guess I also do that. I love cooking for people, too. Like, so I do have some of those traditional, like, things within me. This is not me being a pick-me girl. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) She's a good cook, okay? Yeah, I just, like... That's part of, like, my love language. I love cooking for people, and when they love it, and they get seconds, I'm like, ah! Like, so, so, if you're sick. dating a guy, yeah, how early on do you cook for him? Like, would you cook for him first date? Does I do, like, second, that? third date. Second, third date, okay. I don't hold it that close to me. Maybe I should, because I am pretty, pretty good in the kitchen. Okay, talk your stuff, talk your stuff. <laughs> um, no, I would do, like, a good second, third date, um, just... So, like, he doesn't feel like he has to pay for everything. Like, I feel like that's when I'm, like, I can plan something, too. Okay. Um, so, I would do that. What are you cooking? What's the... I Sorry, we don't to... flip the pod. I'm just asking no, you questions. No, I love this. I'm this the is... host. I love... Yeah, I'm the host. <laughs> I'm the host. I love um, figuring out what they like. Because I... I mean, this is TikTok, so I can make anything or okay. try to. You're that confident that you're like... I will try. If, like, I've if never it's cooked lobster, it? I'm not doing that. Okay. But like, if you've never cooked it, you're confident, like, second date... I'm going to be able to execute this meal. I'll be nervous. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I probably won't even eat the food myself because I'll be nervous. You watch it like, first of all, how is it? But I know how to season, so I feel like I can make something taste good. Okay. No fish. Like, I know my limits. Okay, okay. So there's some things you're like, okay. (laughs) I wouldn't touch, like, lobster, steak, things that I don't really eat. Okay. I probably wouldn't do. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. So, yeah. I, I think, oh, we were talking about my list. Yeah, honesty, trustworthy. Like, I... Yeah, have your own passions, family-oriented. Like, these are all things that I would ideally have. I can, of course, bend and waver on some of them. Right. But, yeah, like, I feel like my standards are pretty pretty normal. Yeah, that's not a lot. But we've all seen lists that women have. Oh, yeah. Extensive. But the truth is we don't really, I don't know very many women who stick to that list. That's my whole argument. What's the point of the list? Because you want to have goals, right? You have but to it have seems goals. like the guys that we end up with don't check a lot of those boxes. Like, <laughs> probably negative on some of those. No. Like, you could have took a little bit from this category <laughs> and took it over here. Like, this is like a double negative up here. Why is that? I don't know. Because people don't like to be alone. I know. People don't like to be alone. I love being alone. And people don't understand that. I'm like, what I'm What do you cool. like about it? I, yeah, what do you like about it? Uh, well, being an only child who mm. my mom worked all the time so mm-hmm. I just was home a lot so it's like I love my independence in that and 
it takes a lot for me to welcome someone into kind of my safe place because like I'm always in social settings as far as my job Mm -hmm. so it's like a lot of times I don't want to go to a restaurant that's super packed like I would much rather us like eat in the crib or Mm -hmm. do something like that um but that's hard because it's in my profession women think I'm like hiding them they think I'm like oh yeah that happens a lot women are like oh you don't want to go on a date with me because like afraid you're gonna run into one of your girls I'm like that's not it I was like I just don't want to get stopped and like blase because then I have to be like on I have to be like what's up like how are you I might not remember your name but like pleasure to see you and like thanks for supporting me so it's like I don't ever get to turn that part of my brain off if I'm out in public because I'm like kind of always aware of stuff um so I typically prefer to be like in places that people aren't that makes sense but have you had that conversation with like a person you're dating yeah the they women just don't, don't ever you. well no, I've had the, but if I'm if I'm like they're my girlfriend by that time then they, they understood yeah but it's typically the dating process leading up to it like yeah. that because women have their own insecurities that are like oh yeah and their own traumas from relationships which oh, is yeah. valid like I totally understand that but it's like how do you show someone that they're like oh like you talk like you know a lot of women like because if you look at my Instagram like I have a lot of great women supporters yeah like, so it's like if you comment on my posts they're like oh this is a super dope picture they're like oh you must date her I'm like just met her for the first time yesterday like I don't I don't know what you're talking about but it's like I get it because there are men out here who are like serial cheaters. Oh like, yeah, I've seen some crazy stuff DJing. Like I've seen some That's what I wild hear. stuff. Yeah, I mean, um, I've seen significant others cheat all the time. Like I've seen in significant other sh- crowds. I've seen like- girls leave their boyfriends in the crowd to like try to come on stage to like talk to my friends on stage. Yeah, uh, multiple times, like a lot. Does that, is that part of the reason why you don't like to put, like, try to date from that? Yeah, I just, I don't know anyone's backstory. And it's like, me being on a a stage with lights and, like, me running the mic, it's like, I look way more attractive on the stage of, like, whoa, this guy's, like, doing it all. Versus, like, you haven't heard my voice as far as, like, what I like, you don't know what I'm into, you just like the aesthetic of me. And I totally get that. Like, Beyonce looks way greater on a stage Mm -hmm. than, like... Well, I mean, I don't know if that's true. That's a bad example. I mean, she probably looks like that. Yeah, that was a bad example. But, but like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're on the spotlight and it's mm-hmm. like a whole room is looking at you, it's like, whoa, this guy looks dope. Like, I want to meet him. And yep. then a lot of women, like, make it a challenge. And I'm like, oh, I'm good. But like, I'm not even, like, here for that. But a lot of DJs are into that, which is fine. Like, no shade to them. Yeah. But, I mean, it's very easy to get women attention when you're DJing. I'm sure. Yeah. It's, Do you it's drink? Well. Uh, so when I first started DJing, I didn't drink for the first three years, two and a half years, because I was like nervous about that. Cause I was mm-hmm. like, I need to be like, cause it's like my nine to five. So it's like, I need to be focused. I can't be like, um, slurring my words or like figuring out the songs. And it's hard cause I get so much free liquor to me offered in one night. That's what I was and it's hard cause it's like, if I take a shot from you, but don't take it from someone else mm-hmm. again, they're like, Oh, he thinks he's too good for my drink. And I'm like, bro. That's like 10 shots I've been offered tonight. Like, oh I can't do that and drive myself home. Blackout. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. You already get the Sunday scaries when you do that, but yeah. then at work in your career. Exactly. That's, so that's what I'm like. I try to stay away from it. I'm like, free liquor is cool, but it's mm-hmm. like I'd rather just pay me more. Like, mm-hmm. just pay me more money. And you can keep the liquor. I normally just give drinks to my friends. So, like, Jawan doesn't drink. But if mm-hmm. I have a friend with me, if you're with me on stage, someone comes up and they're like, hey, I want to buy you a drink. I'm like, yeah, I'll do. What do you want to drink? I'll, like, lean over my shoulder and ask you. You'll say, I want, like, a tequila soda. I'm like, I'll do a te- tequila soda. They go grab it, come back. I'm, I'll be like, all right, I'm going to do it after I change the song. Give me one second, and they'll walk away. And then I'll be like, oh, I drank it already. Ah. And I gave it, gave it to a, to a little DJ tip. That's, mm. Yeah, so if, sometimes if you give me drinks, I haven't drank them every time. <laughs> oh, I'll be no. honest. This is the place. <laughs> the but I appreciate the love. I appreciate <laughs> the love. The sentiment's really nice, but my friends, thank you. They even enjoyed it. 
Yeah, yeah. they've gotten drunk off of yeah, 100%. your benefit. Thank y'all. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, yeah, I, don't dr- I try not to drink too much when I'm DJing. Like, it's funny. Like, for a while, I was drinking, like, wine while I DJ. People thought that was really Fancy. funny. Yeah, I'm, like, trying to be like a wine connoisseur out here. Um, but I typically don't. Okay, I'm, like, you've been saying blase, so it's not J blase. It is J blase. But you just yeah, it's just blase has gotten shortened. It's, like, my nickname was blase before I started DJing. Where did it come from? So, my buddy Timmy Price, shout out to him. He gave me the nickname, like, the year before I started DJing. Because I had another name. I used to do a YouTube channel for shoe reviews, which is crazy. So, so you like, also like shoes like Jawan? Yeah. Yeah. We, that's what I'm saying. We're the same person. We bond over a lot of stuff. So, I used to have a YouTube channel. My name on that was Mr. Shoelace. All the videos are hidden. You'll never find them. <laughs> I get that question a lot. Somebody break it. Yeah, somebody <laughs> tries to find it out. They're all hidden on a YouTube channel that you'll never know. Um... So my name on their Instagram was Mr. Shoelace, and I had all these shoe videos and shoe pictures, and I'd stopped doing it, and my buddy Timmy Price was like, you should, you need a new name, like, you need something, and I was like, okay, whatever, and then eventually, like, he came up with Blase, and I was like, okay, because, like, the black term, Blase, blah, like, so on and so forth, so he just started calling me Blase, and then that same year, randomly, and this is, like, God honest truth, that same year, the song Blase by Ty Dolla Sign and Ray Shermer and all them came out after he already gave me the nickname. So when I had made my social media, the name just stuck. Like, everyone knew how to pronounce oh, it. Oh, yeah. Because so I used to spell it B-L-A-Z-A-Y because you can't do an accent on Instagram. Oh. So I used to spell it different so people knew how to pronounce it. But then once the Blase song dropped, everyone knew. They so knew. then I just changed it to I'm Jay Blase. And then when I started DJing, I just put DJ in front of it. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Everything crazy. in your career so far that you've shared seems like it just happened, like, right time, right place, like, Mental. Yeah, I mean, in the moment, it never feels like the no. right time. Like, you, you know, you're like, I'm waiting on the next big break. But, like, when I look at my career, it has happened really organically. Like, mm-hmm. and that's why I try to be my authentic self. Like, when I first started DJing, I was like, I need to be this, like, larger-than-life character. And, like, I have these big aspirations. And it's like, once I looked inward and started looking at, like, what makes me happy, everything else kind of fell into place. Like, yeah. it got way easier. Like, I was like, I felt like I was, like, trying to push a wall at first. And then once I was like, I don't need to do this, it's like everything started naturally doing itself. That's so, so cool. Pretty awesome. I love that. That's very inspirational because I kind of feel like I'm in the mix of it right yeah, now. Yeah, 100%. It, the first like couple years of entrepreneurship, it's really just like testing can you do it. It's like the longevity. So it's like you put in the work on the front end and then it's like it kind of gets easier. Like you get different like variables that are stressful, but it's like once you know who you are as a person and what your goal is and like you kind of figure out like your mission statement, mm-hmm. it gets so much easier because you're like, I know my like gold standard of what I'm trying to meet. So it makes it way easier to not like, like for instance, for me, when I first started DJing, I thought I needed to be in every club. I was like, I need to do all the clubs. I need to do all these things. Like I need to be in the black clubs. I need to be in the white clubs. Like mm-hmm. I just need to be these club person. And I like, after like two, three years of DJing, I was like, this is like taking a lot of energy away from me that I, like, I didn't feel like I was getting refilled. Like I was getting the money I wanted, but I still wasn't like fully happy. And I was like, it's because I'm not really passionate about clubs. I'm passionate about bringing people together through music, but it doesn't need to be in the club. Yeah. So that's when I, like, shifted my branding a little bit, and I stopped doing clubs. So, like, I don't really do club stuff anymore. I try to do more. I try not to. Like, I haven't done club stuff since, like, last fall. I've, like, tried to stop doing it. And it was, like, I was nervous about that. I was like, this is stressful. So I left one of my main residencies, quit that, and then that same week, the Timberwolves reached out to me to do, like, an influencer thing. So it was like, okay, like. That is such a sign. Yeah, it was, like, such a thing. I was, like, okay, because, like, I was, like, leaning on, like, my best friends, like, people I'm really close to. Like, I was, like, talking the ear off, like, what do you think? Like, am I tripping? Like, what do I do? And they're, like, just, like, trust you. Like, you got this far. Trust you. And once I quit, that literally that same week or, like, like within seven days, they 
reached out. I was like, hey, do you want to be an influencer for the Timberwolves stuff? And I was like, okay, so this is cool. This is showing, like, the influencer thing. So it was pretty awesome. I love that. And that makes me so happy for you because I'm it. so big on if you follow your dreams, mm-hmm. if you do what's right for you, and you cut things out that are not meant for you, yep. things are going to start falling into place. Yep. And that is exactly, like, what The universe happened. starts shifting, for real. Holy it's, like, crazy. Crap. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, my so god! So it's, like, really natural. Like, I never wanted to be in this, like, influencer lane. Like, it's really yeah. hard for me to, like call myself an influencer because I'm not like super violent or anything like that but people see the significance of me being authentic so it's like now my voice means a lot because I don't do everything so it's like I don't do a lot of stuff but the stuff I do I coastline hard so Mm -hmm. my following is like okay if Blase rocks this he's not doing it to try to sell us stuff he's doing it because he generally thinks it's good for us Wow. so like the twins thing I don't feel like I'm ever selling people stuff and I like made that really important to them in the meetings I'm like I don't want to look like I'm just trying to like sell tickets and do these things like I want people to come out for experiences like we need more experiences in Minnesota. Like, people have them, but people don't know, like, how to reach them and get to them. It's like a Twins game. You don't have to be a fan of baseball. You can go there, have a slice of pizza, and treat it like the fair. And it's like... It was fun. It's a safe environment. Yeah. It's fun music. Yep. You know, there's cool merch. There's You see a bunch of people. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so, I just, like, that's what I promote more than, like, the... Everyone buy a ticket to this. I'm like, I got a discount for you because they rock with me. Use the discount. Have fun. Like, so cool. I so. love that because that's one of the things when I was moving back from Chicago, I was like, I'm never moving back to Minnesota. It's so okay. boring. It's so boring. It's not. Right. It's <laughs> it sin. actually is not. And I'm so sorry that I it's a put that miscon. I know. But it's actually, the Twin Cities is dope. Yeah. Like, And we have the best of both worlds. We have beautiful lakes. We have beautiful like bars, restaurants, views, like everything. We really do mm-hmm. have it all. I just... I was unaware. It took me a long time because, like, DJing honestly made me venture out because I was, like, mm-hmm. so tired of clubs. I was like, I want to do other stuff. So then I started going to, like, places like Minnetonka and hanging out with my friends out there at restaurants because I was, like, not worried about running into people there. Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, it was more, like, eye-opening as far as, like, oh, there's dope stuff to do here. Like, there's actually things you can do besides, like, going out every weekend. Crazy. But everyone goes out every weekend. <laughs> yeah, That's a good thing. Okay, so isn't T-Pain coming Thursday? He is. You gonna meet him? I don't know about that. I will see. I'm gonna get like some all-access stuff, whatever that means. Uh, Hopefully, T-Pain's a big part of my like music love. So, oh my gosh! Because he dropped when I was in like seventh grade or something. Oh, like I'll be so, looking for the picture. Like, well, fingers crossed. We'll I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't want everyone you to get will, excited. You, you're going to meet T-Pain on Thursday. I'll, I'll tweet him after this and see what he says. We'll see if we can get him. I don't, again, don't have the pull like that. He's so amazing. We'll oh, my God. That's going to be so cool. So they're just, he's just doing a concert after the game? Yeah, so it's kind of cool. The Twins are doing this new series where they're having concerts after. So Smart. your ticket, your, yeah, exactly. So your ticket counts as the concert ticket. So basically get a seat wherever you want. They're super cheap tickets, and then like 30 minutes after, he'll perform. They did it last year with like a country artist, and they're doing one other country artist this year. But I was like, T Pay, and like, that is so why smart. not? So, there yeah. you go, that's how you get people out. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I think like people are re- realizing like our culture has so many layers, like people are kind of like figuring that out, especially like businesses. So it's cool to see people being like, oh, hip hop culture is part of Minnesota. Like, mm-hmm. I love Prince, Prince is great, but like, there's more mm-hmm. black culture than just Prince. So yes. it's cool to see them being like, oh. People actually like the T-Pain thing. Like, that's why I want, like, especially our people of color and, like, anybody who's a fan of stuff, like, support the things you want so that Minnesota can continue to do it. Yeah. Because if people don't go to this and they're like, oh, they don't do that stuff anymore, it's like, they're like, well, no one bought it. So it's like, I always tell people, like, support the stuff you want and then you can't complain if it doesn't happen, you know? So. When you go into these meetings with, like, the Twins and the Timberwolves, are you by yourself? 
Yeah, I don't have any agent or anything. It's kind of crazy. Are like, you, what is it like going into... Are you scared? Uh, I used to be. Like, it was like more like a butterfly thing. No pun yeah. intended. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I have a corporate background with Wells Fargo, so I've been in like big meetings and dealt with like large sums of money. But now it's like... The only part I get butterflies for, it's like, this is for me. Like, this is Baza and Friends. So it's like, it kind of motivates me. And it's cool to like have my ideas heard like the twins like i have an open line online of contact shout out to my guy taylor who's like the rep for me um so i like hit him up and be like hey this is the kind of content i want to do and he'll talk to the twins reach back out to me and be like they like this they want to do this so it's like he's kind of my voice for the twins so it's pretty cool and it's like they actually hear my opinion they're like i don't know why we didn't think of that i'm like this is so dope like it's like what you said like well like how we were talking about nine to fives is like not hearing like being valued Mm -hmm. it's like they give me the value of being like we like your idea we see you and even if they don't like it or, like, they want to pivot, they'll be like, we like this, but can we switch it? Versus Just being like, that's a dumb idea or whatever. Yeah. So it's, like, way it makes me way more comfortable. It's really good. cool. Yeah. That's good to hear. And, like, I also have to remind myself, like, when you're in those rooms, these are human beings, too. Yeah. Like, they all are just having, they all are just there for a job, and, like, it's not as scary. Yeah. I get in my head a lot, so yeah, like, no, I, I like you. hearing these things. Yeah, are you, like, do you have, like, an inter- internal monologue that's, like, constantly talking time. to you? Yeah, I'm all the same the way. I have, like... Very like I'm in therapy. Shout out to therapy. Yeah. Um. But it. Yeah. It, I've been working on that a lot, and I didn't realize that's like not normal. Therapy? I mean, everyone. Uh, no. Or the internal normal. monologue. Is yeah. It, okay, like yeah, anxiety. Yeah. I just thought everyone operated that way, yeah. and a lot of people do, but it doesn't have to be that hard. Yeah. Yeah. And so just like learning different skills and coping mechanisms, like chill the fuck out. Like yeah. <laughs> you don't need to be stressed. One of my closest belt. friends doesn't have an internal monologue. What are they called? NPCs? <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't. She literally like can only think in like pictures. Like she doesn't have a voice. Like so she has to like say it out loud. So she doesn't like if you're like I'm gonna reach for this cup. Like her mind's not like grab the cup. And it's like yeah, that's the face. I I, I constantly am asking questions. Like if we're sitting in the car just driving and she's quiet. I'm like, what are you thinking about? She's like, nothing. Why did you ask that? And I'm like, what? Like it blows my mind. How? So it's like humbled me a lot because it's like I'm constantly overthinking and you're over here just like having the best time. So it's like. I need to channel that. How more. do you do that? Yeah, I actually the only time I think I ever get like that is if I'm listening to music. Okay, yeah, music's good. Like, gym sometimes. G- no, still I'm never thinking. At really? The gym. Yeah, well, I'm listening to music, so maybe I'm you know doing that a little bit of both. No. Yeah, like if she watches a movie, like you know how movies like say the movie Mean Girls, where like Lindsay yeah. Lohan's talking about she's like talking to herself, but so the crowd can hear. She didn't understand people thought like that. Like she didn't realize Lindsay Lohan was like having an internal an monologue. Inter- yeah, it's crazy. It's like it must be so peaceful. That's what I said. So it's like I try to like lean into that a little bit. I'm like, I could empty out some of these thoughts, and it's like sometimes obviously thoughts are gonna overwhelm me, and like we all get yeah. in our like pockets of like I'm not good enough for doing what I'm doing, like imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just gotta kind of reset it when it happens. How did you overcome those feelings when you first started DJing, or even now? Um, I mean, I think every time I have those feelings, like a sign kind of shows me I'm supposed to be doing it. So it's cool, like, as far as, like, leaving that residency, I was like, maybe I'm not good enough to be doing this, maybe I shouldn't be in the club, like, my mind was on both sides of it, it wasn't like a, I'm ready to upgrade my life, like, I was just kind of like, this seems weird, but I could be wrong, and it's like, once you take that initial leap, it's like, you get rewarded for doing it, so that has allowed me to, like, get out of my head a little bit, I still in my head a lot, though, like, that's why I like being alone, because it's like, I process all my ideas in my head, then I'll, like, write them in my notes, and I, I could be getting inspiration from, like, movies or like like i was really watching movies and i was like i should reach out to a movie theater to like have a partnership Holy cow. so then i just like tracked on the email and then we did it i and love that it. yeah so it's just like i tell everyone just attempt everything that they can because worst thing that happened like if i email someone right now they say no it's like i'm still on the same couch exactly. i'm still good like only thing what, that, no means nothing yeah 
I mean, but it's like just think about what happens if it's a yes. Exactly. It's like why not me? Why don't I deserve this thing? Versus being like I don't know if I deserve this thing. I hope y'all are feeling motivated because I am. Oh my gosh! I just trying to hey, give you should some add gems. a motivational speaker to the mix. <laughs> no, no, no! I'm not. Worried. I hate big crowds. People don't. People think it's so crazy. I can talk on a mic. If there's music playing, I can talk on a mic and like, how's everybody feeling? Da, da, da. But if everyone was just like in there in silence, I'd be like, oh, I'm out of here. Like so. People think I'm good at it because I smile when I do it. Right. I'm nervous. I see, that's how I feel. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just ready to get off the stage right now. Yeah. People are like, you just look so comfortable I'm there. I like leave a pool of sweat underneath <laughs> me. Um, so tell me how you, why you stopped clubbing or doing the clubs. Like okay. what built up to that experience or to that point and then what you're doing now. Um. So clubs just kind of got really overwhelming as far as like, it's hard when there's a lot of people who are having a good time, but it's only like, enforced by liquor so it was like hard for me because i was it was depleting a lot of energy for me because again that wasn't my like forte yeah because when i first started djing i was like oh our clubs aren't fun which is why i don't have fun at the club so i was like if i start djing in the clubs then i can like change the aesthetic or the environment of it uh, but then i was like i'm still not having a good time and it's just like a lot of politics in it you know there's sketchy promoters and there's you gotta watch your back for violence and stuff you got drunken women falling all on you so it's just like every time i had to get ready for a show it would be like almost like anxiety yeah. of like i guess kept to like my head's always on a swivel or whatever um so i, I got away from it That's and good. now i do more like corporate stuff so I get the twins partnership delta delta i got to dj for delta they give you free miles they're not giving me free miles <laughs> i wish that'd be great what the but they, they paid me a lot that i could okay. i can take some flights okay. Okay. <laughs> so yeah they, they took care of me it was really awesome i actually dj'd the guy's wedding last year oh and then he was like hey we have this event for delta which was called amt day it was like celebrating their tooling department so it wasn't their pilots it was the people who work on the planes Okay. Um, and they were celebrating, you know, a year of safety and all this good That's stuff. Awesome. So they were like, we want you to come on DJ. It was kind of like a barbecue environment, but it was in a hangar, which was pretty awesome. It looked so like, cool. Yeah, it felt very James Bond. I was like yeah. taking like a go-kart under, yeah. um, under planes. I had to like search all my stuff. It was like nuts. I got yeah, to drive like show. along. You know when you're like on the plane and you're like waiting to take off and you like see cars driving. You're like, oh, they must be really important. I was one of the cars and I wasn't important. <laughs> Told you. I was like, you'd never think a DJ. Celebrity. You never think a DJ was on a runway, though. I'm just, like, going 15 miles an hour taking video. I was, like, shocked. I was, like, this is crazy. Like, what? A plane could they had to, like, search my car. They had to, like, do a bunch of stuff. Because well, yeah, it's, like, I'm, safety. yeah, because I'm, like, skipping. So, I was, like, I was honestly, like, I, like, was relieved how safe they were. Yeah. I was, like, okay, it's good to know that it's, like, you don't just Definitely bypass security. Delta. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to Delta. They didn't pay me for this, but shout out to Delta. So, it was really cool, and the staff was really awesome, and. It was cool. They want to have me come back. So Delta, if you need a podcast, there you <laughs> go. Happy to be serviced to you. Well, doesn't have an entourage. We'll be like, you have to pay all my people individually yeah. to come. I'm happy day. to just take flights. Okay, there you go. Just flights. An open back seat, even the toilet. I'll yeah. take as long as it's yeah, free. Yeah, I, I want a I want a Delta job. Like I want like one shift a month just for the free flights because they get hooked up. Seriously. Let's I mean, go. Let's work the same shift. I'm scared of flying, though. That, Wait, like, I thought about... I'm terrified now. Okay, I need to not say that because words are powerful and I'm working on that. Okay. But no, after my flight to Puerto Rico, okay. like, I've already had flight anxiety, but that, like, really, like, What happened? Time, it went down like this, like, five minutes into the flight. I swear to God. And then the, there's a lady next to me who passed out because she thought we were going to die. Like, everyone on the plane screamed and was like, ah! What airline was this? Was this, Spirit? It was American Airlines, I think. Oh, that's not bad. I don't know. I don't know what happened then. I don't no, know. if it was Spirit, I really. <laughs> I was like, it was Spirit. Got about ninety Oh my god! No, Spirit was... gets a lot of crap though. 
I used to fly spirit a lot before DJ. I did back in the day with my parents, but yeah. I won't ever. I would. That's like a 23-year-old dude. I was like, I get to get the Miami. And on I, $3? Yeah, I was like, no. 50 bucks? Let's go. I would have spent that today on food. Let's go. You like, have to like pay for your oxygen, pay for your seatbelt, pay for everything I think separate. that's just like a troll thing. I don't think it's no, that bad. It is. I haven't been in a while. But I will say, when I flew to Spirit, uh, when I went to Miami, for mm-hmm. I flew Spirit to Miami when I was like not working. When I got to Miami... There was like a ticketing issue for a plane. I, I would flew Spirit. I went there. I had to like get my bag or something. I had to go to the counter for something. I don't remember what I had to go to the counter for. But there was like a whole issue. There was a big line. Like there was a bunch of stuff going on. And people was like flights got delayed. And it was like crazy. And then I like went on Instagram. And I think I like followed like Baller Alert, Alert at the time or something. And that, that there was a fight. Like there was like a giant fight. 15 minutes after I just left there. Like I literally was in the car after just being there. And it was like everyone at the terminal was fighting. Like women were pulling each other's hair. Like oh we flying everywhere. I was like, I was just there. I was like, I literally was just at this airline. It was like a crazy brawl. I was like, this is such a funny story. Have you seen those kind of brawls in the club? I saw. Uh, I think I have a unlike scathed record as far as no fights. I've had I've seen a fight happen when I was setting up for DJing. But when I DJ, I really try to go into the like atmosphere of like reading the room. So it's like if people get too pent up on energy, I try to like bring it back a little bit because that typically is what happens. Like people don't realize like a lot of the times you have a bad night, like a lot of the times when there's fights at the club or whatever, it's like that person's having a bad day. They had to wait in a long line for cover and then the DJ sucks. Someone steps on their like new forces. So it's like they're automatically just like on go mode. So I typically try to like bring people to a certain peak. I try to like take them on like a roller coaster ride, how I view it. So it's like I start the night out like with throwbacks, whatever, whatever, and I kind of just ramp the night up into the new music, and then the last thirty minutes I'll end with R and B. So that way people like leave, and I'm like, this is the time where you get the girl's number you've been wanting, whatever, exactly. whatever. Because like no one's fighting to usher. Like if you're fighting usher, you got a problem. You got real so, problems. Yeah, so it's like I really try to slow it down. It's like the last fifteen to thirty minutes. That's what I was doing at the club. So there's like a craft to it. Yeah, there's an art to it. Like, like but every DJ has their own technique. That's why mm-hmm. I typically not to I try not to like watch other DJs because I don't want to like take on their like style like every yeah. DJ has their own style so it's like I can't steal from you if I don't know you're doing it yeah so it makes it easier but I, I people bo- think you it's music how can you just like how you transition or if you transition to, like if you're one person who like started to transition from one song into one song if that's oh. like your thing and then someone's like Bozzy was doing that, that last week I'm like I've never even seen this that person kind of DJ beef happens for real? I mean it's like it's more like a tension thing it's not oh. like beef I've never had a DJ like approach me or anything hey, we play that song after that yeah. song a lot of DJs it. didn't really rock with me at first though because they didn't understand where I came from like because I just like popped up out of nowhere I was self-taught really? I never had like a big homie in the DJ game so it's like when I was getting these residencies DJs are kind of like how are you getting these shows and I've never even heard of you and it's like because of my business back set. like exactly. there's a lot of DJs that are better than me as far as technique but no one's like as well-rounded as me like that's what I stand on like, I can and I can, I, I can say that confidently that it's like the business side plus being personable plus being able to DJ is really rare so it's like the DJs that are doing that shout out to them there's a few of them uh, I'm not gonna shout everyone out because I just forget <laughs> I forget people's names and if I say one person's name and not another it's whole thing. But there's there's a few DJs that I respect in the city that are like doing good stuff and like have good hearts. But then there's some DJs that aren't and that's fine. Like if you're just in it for fun, if you're young and you just want free liquor and 
couple that's, Instagram that's posts. You. That's you. That's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Like I just want longevity in anything I do. This is your career. Yeah, it's my career. And I don't think I'll DJ forever. Like I'm 30 now, so it's like eventually I want. I don't want to be the dude all grays, just like. Remember this song? Like, we're gonna take like, it back now. Yeah, they're cool. Like we're not gonna play any of that dirt. Like whatever. Um, so it's like now nah, I'm just kind of using my likeness for more fun stuff and more community based. And like DJing will always be my back pocket. Like I always yeah. love it. But eventually I would like other incomes to be my main source. Totally. DJ being more of a hobby because I think I would have more fun with it if it wasn't like a. It'll stay your I passion. Need, yeah, exactly. Like it'd be like you know people like get older and they start like doing like a uh, pottery and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's like DJing will be like my thing to lean back on. Like I'll revisit it later. Yeah, you're going to be the uncle at the barbecues. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> like, I have so many like high schoolers that I mentor who are like, Blase, you're going to DJ at my wedding, right? And I'm like, well, if you're like in 10 years, like I don't want to DJ at a wedding when I'm 40. No, it's like, I'm like, I don't even know if I'll know the songs anymore. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be outdated. Eventually That's I'm not going to be opening up Spotify. There'll be three updates later, and I'll be like, I don't know how to use this app. There's anymore. no way you ever get to that point. You like we're all gonna get that way. Music. Look at our look at our parents. I mean, I know I'm that way, but I've always just listened to my mom's music. But are you like tech savvy? I can. St- I wouldn't say the most. But eventually, you'll be like out of tech. Like eventually, you're gonna be like, how do I use an iPhone? Oh, it stretches me out to think about that. Ugh. But how? Where are you transitioning now? So from the clubs to where you are. Now. Director's cut. So sorry. To stop the episode at such a juicy, pivotal question. I know. I'm so sorry about that. But this conversation was so amazing and it was so authentic and genuine. I had to make a part two. So how lucky for us that we get two episodes with DJ J Blase. So make sure y'all go and follow him at I'm J Blase. It is J. B-L-A-S-E on Instagram. Um, And we will be back next Sunday with part two of this amazing conversation. Love y'all. Bye.